the four last things death judgment hell heaven by father martin von koken read by john brandon section six on the signs that shall precede the last judgment jesus christ the judge of the living and the dead who at his first coming appeared upon the earth in all stillness and tranquillity under a gentle and attractive form will come again the second time to judgment with great majesty and glory in order that his advent may not find us unprepared he will send beforehand many and terrible signs to warn us to abandon our sinful life of these signs he himself says there will be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars and upon the earth distress of nations men withering away for fear and expectation of what shall come upon the whole world for there shall be then great tribulation such as hath not been from the beginning of the world until now neither shall be and unless those days had been shortened no flesh should be saved what an awful announcement what a terrible prophecy could there be any more terrible prediction made to us than this which comes from the lips of eternal truth when god was about to destroy the city of jerusalem he announced its downfall by several signs a comet resembling a fiery sword blazed over the city and hosts of armed warriors were seen contending in the air jerusalem might at the last moment have interpreted aright these signs and done penance into salvation but jerusalem knew not the time of its visitation if god caused such wondrous signs to appear before the destruction of one single city will he not announce the approaching end of the world and the chastisements that are to come upon it by awful and terrific signs there is therefore every reason to believe that a considerable time before the last day fearful signs will appear in all lands in the heavens this christ appears to indicate in the words there shall be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars men withering away for fear an expectation of what shall come upon the whole world these signs will become more numerous day by day and men will be struck with such terror that if god did not shorten those days even the very elect would begin to despair then as saint jerome says the heavens will be overcast with heavy clouds and a dreadful tempest will arise the force of the wind will carry the inhabitants of the earth off their feet and whirl them aloft in the air trees will be uprooted houses unroofed long peals of thunder will resound in the heavens the flashes of lightning like serpents of fire will light up the sky and with their forked tongues playing about the dwellings of mankind will kindle a general conflagration amid the crash of thunder the waters of the ocean will be so agitated 
that their waves will rise mountain high towering almost to the clouds the roaring and raging of the storm-swept billows will last for some time all the beasts of the earth will lift up their voice and their dismal howls will fill the air so that the hearts of men will stand still for terror yes this is but the beginning of sorrow our lord tells us what will next occur he describes in these words immediately after the tribulation of those days the sun shall be darkened and the moon shall not give her light and the stars shall fall from heaven and the powers of heaven shall be moved this darkening of the sun will take place in the full light of midday and as its golden rays enlightening the face of nature rejoice both men and beast so the sudden withdrawal of its light will cause sorrow and distress to the whole of creation and this all the more because the moon will cease to shine and her gentle peaceful light will no longer illuminate the shades of night all the stars also which bespangle the firmament and cast a glimmering to earth will disappear from their accustomed place this awful darkness will strike such alarm and anguish to the heart of all living creatures both men and brutes that the mourning and lamentation will be universal with the wail of distress ascending from the dwellers upon earth the howls of the evil spirits in the air will mingle in hideous concert for they will perceive from these signs that the day of judgment is at hand they know that they will soon have to appear before the rigorous tribunal of god they know they will be cast down to hell for all eternity hence their fury their rage and frantic raving here we may repeat the words spoken by christ this is but the beginning of sorrow and we may add there will be no end to it for after the terrific darkness all will be upset and in disorder and the elements will be let loose so that men will fear lest the heavens should fall and the earth sink from beneath their feet this is what christ means when he says the powers of heaven shall be moved and the stars shall fall from heaven for in accordance with the divine will the firmament with all its stars the sun with its attendant planets the atmosphere with its veil of clouds will be so mightily shaken and made to tremble that appalling sounds of crashing breaking fearful explosions will everywhere be heard the stars will be driven from their orbits and thus the great powers of heaven will conflict with one another what will the feelings be of the man who lives through events such as these how all mankind all created beings will mourn christ himself tells us this will be so upon earth will be distress of nations by reason of the confusion of the roaring of the sea and of the waves men withering away for fear and expectation of what shall come upon the whole world luke chapter twenty one 
verse 25-26. And in another place he says, There shall be then great tribulation, such as hath not been from the beginning of the world until now. Neither shall be. And unless those days have been shortened, no flesh should be saved. Matthew chapter 24, verse 21-22. Our Lord could have used no stronger expression to describe the utter misery of unhappy mortals than by saying, They shall wither away for fear and apprehension of the things that are yet to come upon the world. How is it possible for the men who shall be alive at that time not to despond, not to despair, in presence of such fathomless misery? Even the faith and courage of an apostle would be sorely tried to bear up against such unspeakable wretchedness. All men will have the appearance of one who has seen a ghost. Their hair will stand on end. Their knees will strike together. They will quake with fear. Their terror will deprive them of the power of speech. Their hearts will die within them for tribulation. They will lose reason and consciousness. No one will help his neighbor. No one will comfort his neighbor. No one will so much as exchange a word with his neighbor. Only they will all unite in weeping and wailing, and fly to hide themselves in the caves of the earth. When this lamentation has lasted for a time, the God of justice will put an end to their misery, and all that is beneath the firmament of heaven shall be destroyed by fire. For fire will fall down from heaven, and ignite everything with which it comes in contact. In many places also flames will spring up out of the ground, and terrify unhappy mortals to such an extent that they will not know how to escape from them. Some will seek shelter in cellars and caverns. Others will immerse themselves in rivers and lakes. The devouring flames will spread so fast that the forests will be set on fire, and the towns and villages will be included in the destruction. At length the whole earth will be on fire, and a general conflagration will ensue such as never has been seen or heard of. The heat of the raging flames will be so intense that the stones and rocks will melt, and the sea and all waters upon the earth will boil and hiss. All men then living, every beast upon the land, and every fish in the sea will be destroyed in this universal conflagration. Thus the whole world will be brought to a terrible end, and everything on this earth will be either consumed or purified by the fire. After this has happened, the appearance of the earth will be completely changed.